You're listening to DraftKings Network. Yeah, everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is going to be a kind of a weird episode because I'm in New York. And I'm in the Dominican Republic. Oh, man, we're going to talk about CCL. Uh, we're going to talk about Jordan Morris. Oh, and we're going to talk about a lot of stuff happening in the MLS season. That and more on this episode of The Cooligan. Hey, guys, this is Tommy McNamara from New York City FC, and you're listening to The Cooligans. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to The Cooligans. Real quick, I just want to tell you about a sponsor. We're only going to have one big segment today, so this is the only opportunity we get to tell you about Mike's Hot Honey. Mike's Hot Honey is absolutely amazing. Let me tell you what I recently did. My wife is not going to get a chance to come with me to Los Angeles. She was really looking forward to the trip, so what I did is I made her favorite food item in Los Angeles, which is an In-N-Out double-double animal-style burger in-house. That's right. I went out. I figured out how to make the sauce. I went out and got the meat. I went out and got the buns. I got the lettuce. I got the tomato. I got the onions. I reduced the onions for an hour and a half. And while I was making the special sauce, I realized, let me remix it a little bit and put a little bit of Mike's Hot Honey in there. And not only was it better, it was absolutely amazing. And Dee loved it. And even though she's not going to get a chance to come with me to Los Angeles, it made her miss Los Angeles just a little less. And it makes it a little easier for me to go out there and not get yelled at. That I'm out there having a lot of fun and she can't make it. Guys, I'm there for meetings and comedy shows. I'm not going to have any fun. I'm going to have a great time. And I'm going to eat a lot of in and out But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring some Mike's Hot Honey with me. If you don't know about Mike's Hot Honey, they were the sponsor of the Tommy McNamara video. If you haven't seen that Tommy McNamara video, are you even our friends? Are you even our fan? I mean, get out there, watch the video, help us out, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, put a nice comment underneath, let Mike's Hot Honey know that you're out there trying to get some stuff. And if you go to Mike'sHotHoney.com and you're going to buy it because you heard this and you want to make that sauce yourself or you want to put it on top of pizza like we did in the video, all you have to do is put in the word hot cooligans all one word h-o-t-c-o-o-l-i-g-a-n-s and you can get yourself some mike's hot honey of yourself for 20 percent off in fact you get 20 percent off your entire order so buy the biggest size because you are going to feel so bad about yourself after you finish using the first bottle and you go back and that code does not work so go in put hot cooligans h-o-t-c-o-o-l-i-g-a-n-s on mikeshothoney.com get yourself 20 percent off buy multiple bottles it makes a great gift for your friends for your family or you know what the most important yourself yeah, baby. Hello. Buena, que tal? Dímelo, loco, que lo que? Yo, he is. You can, if you can't tell, Christian Polanco is not only being super Dominican, he is so Dominican. He's in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, that's as, as uh, super Dominican as you can get you, when you're actually uh, with within the, the country's borders. So. Yeah. Have you noticed? Uh, have you noticed yourself becoming way more Dominican? Uh, yeah, I'm wearing uh, a fishnet shirt right now. Oh, baby. Uh, <laughs> with, uh, with, uh, with some Gucci loafers. So I'm, I think I'm doing fine. I mean, <laughs> you know, look, I, I don't know what you just said, but I feel like I'm at La Marina. <laughs> I feel like somewhere no, Drake is shooting a video. <laughs> this is, uh, this has been great, man. Uh, obviously I'm here. Uh, to, I, I came to see the. Uh, Champions League match and also spent time uh, with family, went to the beach, 
uh, it, it did everything. It's been it's been wild, and I haven't been here in a long time, so it's been it's been good to be back. All right, well, we're I mean, you know, no, nothing more exciting than getting a chance to go back home and experience soccer for the first time <laughs> in the Dominican yes, Republic. Uh, yeah, it's wild. I didn't know what to expect, but it was like it was like a, a, a very good experience. But here, they don't even they call it football. Some people. But some people only know the game as ballon pie. Have ballon, you heard this? Ballon pie is what I grew up calling it. So, so this, you know, I like baloncesto is basketball. Yeah. yeah so it, it's almost like, uh, don't you know? I, I'm like worried about, you know, the 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 Euro snobs that get mad when we call it soccer. Don't even say ballon pie to them. They're gonna lose their mind. Oh, they're gonna uh, have they, a field day with this bad boy. <laughs> their heads will explode. <laughs> I mean, it's like a a whole new word. (laughs) I can't even understand how they're going to react when they find out when it's ball on foot. (laughs) (laughs) This makes no, (laughs) this, this, this takes hand egg to a whole new, a whole new level. (laughs) And by the way, once again, the Italians are just going to sneak away calling a calcio. (laughs) Yeah, nobody, Nobody, everybody's too afraid of the Italians to criticize them, so they're, they're never going to say anything. God forbid you're going to wake up with half a bloody ball in your bed. <laughs> yeah, and all your children's names written on it. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> just well, a, it's just a warning. It's just a warning. Yeah, Balompié, there's actually a team in um, Spain that calls themselves, like, instead of Club de Fútbol, they call yeah. themselves, like, uh, you know, Equipo de Balompié or something like that. Wow. The Balompié Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> Los Tigres de Balompié. Look, I'm all for it. I'm all for the over-Hispanicization of soccer. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's 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 dripping in Sasson. I love it. That's exactly uh, what I want. I want adobo all over that field. Um, yeah, those aren't turf pellets. That's adobo. That's adobo, baby. That's old ass adobo your grandmother's keeping. It never goes uh, bad, regardless of what it says on the on the canister. So, uh, yeah, it's been great. Again, welcome to the show. This this is going to be a very very different show. I, I'm also I also feel kind of bad that I'm not there because the MLS, uh, you know, is starting this weekend, uh, and I wish I could be in studio hyping it all up. But you know, I, I got to go see. My 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 nana and, and pop pop. So uh, it, so it's been good. Abuelita needs uh, some Christian time. So uh, you she know, I'm sure the customer. I'm sure our fans aren't going to uh, you know freak out too much, uh, <laughs> even though you're not here. But look, you are taking time away from a summer paradise in the middle of <laughs> a really rough New York winter to still call in and make sure that we give our fans a podcast every week and. Trust me, when I go to Las Vegas slash Los Angeles or Ireland, which, again, does not fit uh, Dominican (laughs) Republic, Las Vegas and Los Angeles. But when I go to those places, I will still be calling in and I will make sure that our fans get, uh, you know, a little bit of a taste of what I'm doing and also what's happening in the league. And while the league is starting, I think let's start with CCL. We've talked about it. And not only did you get CCL fever, you might be out there getting a little Zika virus as well, CCL Zika virus. You're out there experiencing yeah. it firsthand. What was this like? I mean, I spent uh, about four days in the hospital with CCL fever. It was r- It's rough out here. That's all I'm trying to say. It's rough. Uh, it's the sun, you know? 
Um, it was oh, let's okay. So let's start. With, oh, you know what? We didn't even introduce ourselves, just in case anyone is listening for the first time. My name is Christian Polanco, and I am yes, I am in Dominican Republic. My name is Alexis Guerreros, and I'm still in New York City, which is pretty much <laughs> the same as Dominican Republic, especially if you take really, the subway at three o'clock, which really is when all no the kids difference. get out. And the interesting thing is that I'm with my girlfriend, and it, the 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 it's been it's been interesting introducing someone to this country, especially an, an American person, a, just a, a white person, a white blonde woman walking through the streets of Santiago, Dominican Republic. Dude, traffic stops. I mean, police pull over. They're like, are you sure? Is she kidnapped? Why? What is she doing here? Everyone's very uncomfortable. But it's been it's been fun walking, walking through and slightly like showing her around and also like protecting her from the Dominican gaze. You know, it's pretty strong out here. It's not even <laughs> catcalling. It's just lasers <laughs> shooting out of eyes out there, isn't it? You you feel the lasers directly. <laughs> you and like is something is the sun? Does someone have a magnifying glass over <laughs> over me as the sun is beaming down? Oh no, that's just a Dominican man staring at <laughs> at my girlfriend. <laughs> There's just a group of men standing outside of their patio staring at your girlfriend. I mean, has what has the experience been like for her? I mean, look, you got the experience a little bit by going to the CCL game. But, um, and by the way, I'm Alexis Guerreros. I know we started this conversation. <laughs> uh, and together we are the Cooligans, which is That's not right. just the funniest soccer podcast in the world. It just so happens to be the gulliest as well. No one's ever said those words that way in that tone, but all right, <laughs> we'll take it. Yes, hello, we are the gulliest. But what yes, is uh, what was it like for your girl to just sort of, what, is it, your girl walking around Dominican Republic for the first time, like the real Dominican Republic, you know, not the yeah. resorts where they hide, you know, all <laughs> where they hide everything <laughs> that's shameful to society. <laughs> not that she's walking around the real Santo Domingo, the real yeah. Dominican Republic. Is it similar to your experience getting to watch a soccer game with fans? In the Dominican Republic, which for those of the people listening that aren't as geopolitically, uh, you know, uh, I guess, uh, you know, I, now I can't think of a word. I thought of geopolitical and I can't think of a word. Yeah, um, that was a, yeah, that, that was too many syllables to go on to the next word. It just blew out my mind. My mind was like, wow, we actually got it out correctly, too. For people right, who are everybody wrap it up. Shut everything down. We're done. Yeah. Here. I mean, we did as best we could. <laughs> Christian will figure it out from here on out. There's no more fuel. That was too much. That required too much. We can't go faster, Captain. <laughs> we don't have the power. I don't know if that's the exact quote, and I'm upsetting a lot of nerds, but it's pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah. For people who don't know, you know, we've talked about it a little bit. I mean, I think soccer is as significant a sport in the Dominican Republic as it is. In the middle of a high school football game in Texas, you know what I mean. No one's thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, it it was surprising. Uh, so to both, I'll answer both questions. I'll I'll talk about uh, her experience uh, from from my best understanding. So I think for her being here, I think it. I think initially it's a shock, a little bit for me too, because like when I before I get here. What, what, especially when you go to, to, to your where your parents are from, right? My parents left here in, in the early 80s. So for them, they're like, 
when you when you t- they talk about when I say oh, I'm going to go back, then they're like, all right, be careful. Every as soon as you step off the plane, someone will kill you. You better be careful. They will murder you and your girlfriend if you do if you if you're wearing a watch. You know, like they 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 instill all this fear because because they left. You know, and they remember how like rough it was. But then you get here and like. All right, everybody's pretty chill. Like all the older people are telling me, "Be careful, you're gonna get robbed," every 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 step you take. And then I walk out. I'm hanging out with like people our age, younger people. I'm like, "All right, everybody's pretty chill." Yeah, there's like some delinquents here and there, like you see anywhere in in any country. But everybody's for the most part is fine. Now for her, I think the difference is that she's the only one that looks the way she does. So there's a difference between like walking through Harlem. And getting a couple like catcalls here and there, and then every single person looking at you as you're walking through their town, because it's like it's a small community. Everybody kind of knows each other. That it's like they barely know. They're like, who is who is this dude? And they're like, who's this white woman just walking through our neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> who <laughs> allowed like, her? None of this make, <laughs> yeah, none of this makes any sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this. You know. So, has she have uh, have people started to buy property everywhere she walks? <laughs> thinking, <laughs> thinking, here it comes. <laughs> the gentrification is, is she's the first one. Yeah, <laughs> they're coming, Papa. I saw them. <laughs> no, it's been uh, it's been cool. I mean, we've done a lot of cool things. We we I've, obviously we went to like uh, we went to the beach and and we went to we went to these caves in, in Cabarete, which uh, and we 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 jumped in a, a, a pool that's inside a cave that's like 25 like meters deep and it was like it was nuts so uh, the, the the touristy stuff been great walking around buying coconuts on the street for like a quarter uh meanwhile uh, you know in brooklyn they're paying like six dollars a bottle so they they're you know we're, we're we're getting robbed in Brooklyn. I mean, the, the robbery is not happening here. That's that's more important I'm making. Yeah, I so, mean, we're also we're also much further away from a fresh coconut than you are right now. <laughs> if you paid any more than a quarter or a nickel, I would have been shocked. <laughs> it's like when I was a so, kid, you know, when when we would go to like the Caribbean, they would just there would be chains attached to trees. And I would always wonder why are there chains attached to trees? And the locals would be like, oh, that's so you could e- more easily climb up there and get fruit if you want. And I'm like, that would never happen in Newark. And my mom's like, there's no fruit in the trees in Newark. <laughs> and I was like, good point. That's a great point. Yeah. you shake you, In Newark, you shake a tree and pistols fall out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a dude falls out. He's like, chill. I'm hiding from my PO. <laughs> Yo, you're blowing my cover, dog. Chill. Dog, why are you shaking uh, a tree, my G? <laughs> Yo, who shakes trees anymore? This is ridiculous. <laughs> what are you, from the Caribbean? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... So that that's been cool. We've we've had a good time. And then so the the, the game. So uh, it was Cibao FC against uh, Chivas de Guadalajara. Uh, I mean, and I didn't know what to expect. You know, we were talking about it last week. I I didn't know who I didn't know who was going to be there. It's not like I never met one soccer fan in Dominican Republic in my time spent you know spent here. So I didn't know it was it was that big a deal. The, the league itself, uh, the Liga Dominicana. It's only about, I think, four or five years old. Uh, I think it's three. I saw um, an interview that somebody, I don't know if you retweeted it. Somebody must have retweeted it. And now that we follow so many people from the league. But they said um, it was like sort of a news, um, like a news segment where they interviewed the coach of CBAO FC before the game to try to drum up, 
you know, some more, um, yeah. you know, uh, excitement. And he said that the team has been in existence for three years. So I'm assuming the league has been in existence for three years. Okay. I'm, I'm, I just looked at him now. It's in 2015. So yeah, three years. Uh, Same time so, as NYCFC and uh, Orlando City started. Look at that. Uh, so who knows? Maybe Tivasi get promoted into Major League Soccer. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the uh, so the game itself, I, I get there. Uh, it, it's in a uh, it, it's in a university, uh, Estadio Cibao, and it's it, it's in uh, the 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 university called Madre Maestra. I forgot the full name, but it's apparently it's a, my uncle was telling me it was a it's a big university where a lot of like even international people uh, come to study. Uh, nice campus, gorgeous, and and then you get to uh, the stadium, and it feels like very much like a a, a college football kind of uh, environment and and, and scenery. Uh, but I'm, I'm like when you get when we got to the parking lot, there was a bit of a wait. There was a lot of traffic. Got to the parking lot, and then I'm like, all right, this, there's not that many people here. And you get to the stadium, and, and it's just full. I mean, and it says it's five thousand capacity, but they I mean, they're like they didn't stop selling tickets. They just they just let people stand around wherever they could stand. It wasn't it was like standing room. I mean, it was literally like a almost like a comedy club. So. The, uh, yeah, just just incredible. I mean, I, I I went in there knowing like Chivas is gonna demolish this team. I mean, they're uh, they're they're not as good as Chivas without a doubt. But getting there, the my favorite things, and I and I recorded a bunch of stuff, and I'm put out uh, a video soon that I'm gonna put together. But they had uh, what what I love was that the ambiance. Was sort of like when when we're at, uh, when we're at MLS games and we're always joking around with each other, having fun with like the, the you know with the game itself and commenting and stuff like that. It's just like there's the there was a, a group of Dominican dudes and and like two or three girls that were behind us and there's something about the, the Dominican sense of humor that's a, maybe just a little bit different than than like other cultures. It just sounds different. The slang is different. So it was just great to hear all that stuff, even when people missed shots, the chants, and everything in coming from a Dominican background. It was just hilarious. And and hearing hearing all the ay coño, este tipo, like all that stuff, but but complaining about soccer was just it felt so extra authentic and 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 great just getting to to witness that stuff. I think but, one, I think something that the fans can sort of try to maybe understand what that's like is you know, for for me, you know, hearing Iconio meant, you know, somebody struck out, you know, growing up because yeah. Cubans are, are all about baseball, just like the Dominicans are. Uh, it's all about baseball. So it's very similar to like, you know, people from the South, now that there's a couple more Southern teams, Atlanta United, and I guess maybe even, you know, Orlando or, you know, Nashville coming in next season, you know, to hear something so quintessentially Southern. Well, don't, don't tell, don't tell. The Atlanta or Nashville fans, the, that Orlando is the South as well. They don't want to be, you know. I guess they don't want to be included. <laughs> you know, look, in that, in that Southern Florida, and I look at Orlando Central. I don't know. I don't know where Orlando is. I don't know why anyone goes there. Okay. Um, good luck to the team. Okay. I don't want to disrespect the team or the fans, but I've been to the city. You got nothing but Applebee's. All right. Now, now that I got that out of my system, what I mean is, you know, sometimes, you know, people who are from the South. We're not probably not used to hearing some things that are so quintessentially Southern being said about soccer. And it's sort of a, a even if it's negative, it's a heartwarming moment 
you know, when, you know, someone misses a shot or, or it's a bad tackle. And I don't know what they say in the South, you know, golly Joshums. I don't know what they say. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, hear, that's a, that sounds about right though. Yeah, right? They, I mean, if they're not saying it, they should be. I got to be honest. I don't think we need to do any further research. I feel like that's it. But uh, what, what I'm trying to say, like even the simple things of like footy mob, having a bless your heart scarf, those two things, bless your heart and scarf would only be paired together. If somebody wore an ugly scarf to like dinner and a grandma <laughs> or an aunt said it like to pair those things together is like insanely heartwarming and sort of makes you feel like, wow, my worlds are colliding in a very positive way. That must have been your experience hearing someone yell, que coño, you know, yeah. at, at a missed shot or a bad call. <laughs> and you're just like, wow, man, like these are yeah. like, my whole life is all merging itself into one big circle. Yeah, big diagram. Even if, uh, growing up as a, like a Dominican kid in Brooklyn, uh, uh, who, who loved computers and 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 sports? Say nerd, and, say nerd. Say, we understand. Big old nerd, virgin. I'm still a virgin. All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, I gotta have sex, but I'm a virgin. <laughs> I never touched. I never even touched a girl's hand before. No. I get. I, I get. I'm No, but growing up with all those things, and when you're around other family members, uh, when you're around other Dominican people that are more like closely connected to the culture, then you feel like. You're different. You'd be like, oh, they don't they don't like the things I like or or am I Dominican enough and things like that. You sort of question those things. But being here for something like that with with, with two of my passions, you know, soccer and Dominican stuff. Right. So those <laughs> Which is <laughs> how it's appropriately titled <laughs> Dominican stuff. Merging those things together uh, felt great. And, and so oh, for, for the game itself. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't look at the stats. I don't know how much possession Cibao FC had, but if you were, if you told me zero, I would have been like, all right, well, maybe it's one. All right, don't say zero. You know, uh, it, they, they they could not, they couldn't possess the ball. Chivas was way too, way Chivas was way too strong. Uh, not even just not defensively necessarily, but they couldn't. Uh, Chivas FC didn't have what it, they didn't have the players with with enough skill. To, to keep the ball away from uh, from Chivas. And Chivas, when they had the ball, were just precise. Just every single pass was perfect. They, Chivas was trying. They played everybody in the back defending. They were trying to go for, for counters. And they there were a couple, there were two or three chances that, they, that, that were pretty clean that they could have had, but not... They, they didn't have any like straight shots where they had real, real chances. Uh, I, it, one thing that was interesting, and the, and the one opportunity I thought Cibao FC was going to have was that the players themselves were like athletic dudes. They were like some, some tall, uh, tall Dominican dudes. Some, there's some Spanish guys on the team, uh, a couple of Haitian guys. And I thought, I'm like, all right, well, they're going to just head, head a ball in over these tiny Mexican guys. Uh, but no, they it wasn't even they, there were no opportunities. Chivas, the Chivas guys, even those, even though they were somewhat shorter, the they were, I mean, they were they just bullied, they just bullied the team. They, they bullied Chivas. They, they couldn't they couldn't do much. Uh, I know the second leg is I think tomorrow or or Wednesday or Thursday. I don't remember. Uh, but it, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough, way rougher. They lost. They only lost two nothing, which is miraculous uh, <laughs> it should have been it should have been one nothing but at the end they they just kind of slipped up on defense uh 
the keeper for Sibowski was, I mean, yeah, kind of stood on his head. He was great. He had, yeah, and he had to be good because they had a lot of chances. But overall, uh, like standing ovation after the game, the Dominicans here were so proud to, to see the team, to, to see them get to the Champions League and play, uh, and, uh, and, to, and to play such a good team. The, the Guadalajara, uh, the Chivas Guadalajara fans, they, were, they must have been about three or 400. They came out. Uh, they were awesome. Uh, it, it, just great. It was just, it was just cool to see that here. And it was, and it was more than anything, it was super chill and, and, and people were appreciative. Nobody, there were a lot of kids. Nobody was like, there wasn't even a, any hint of like hooliganism, this or a, any, ang- nobody was angry. Nobody expected to see about to, to win. They just, they were just proud that they got to where they were and that uh, uh, such a, you know, strong Mexican team. Uh, was he in Dominican uh, Republic playing? Was um, what about the fans? Like I know um, you spoke a little bit about you know uh, sort of Dominicans that are aren't huge soccer fans, but what do you think about like your experience just sort of talking to people that are soccer fans and are they bigger soccer fans than you expected, or do you think that this team maybe brought that out of them? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I think they're like like this is definitely soccer is a fringe sport here but i i think the the real goal is to, to increase its popularity and there are people you don't really see kids uh, normally in the street you see kids playing basketball or baseball that's, that's about it um but i just went to uh there's a new park uh at parque central de santiago that it's a it's it's essentially central park and they added they, there's a soccer pitch in there there's a futsal court there's like uh, you know, now this is popping up more and more. And even on the basketball courts, they did the thing that Kyle Martino was talking about. Oh, the over-unders. Over-under. They have those here. Uh, so people are playing. I mean, now it's like usually the, you see the kids uh, like using them as like monkey bars and swinging off the, off the, the futsal goal. Uh, so not everybody. Nobody tell yet. H&M. <laughs> yeah. But they... Uh, overall, I, at, at the game, definitely at the game, I, uh, another thing I noticed that it, it, it's sort of in a wealthier area of, of, of Santiago. So it's like the people that are there are also like, uh, not, not rich by any means, but like a little bit more affluent, uh, than, than where like my parents are from. So it, it's a little, uh, uh, for like the poorer areas, it, it, it's not, I wouldn't, it's not a suburb by any means, uh. The, the sport is not that disconnected, but it is, you can, you see the difference a little bit because just, just because it's a newer sport and there's probably less opportunities and less access to play just because not many people are playing over here. But overall the, the, you know, at the stadium, everybody's wearing the kit orange. It looks like Houston dynamo. Uh, and they are, uh, just passionate. And one thing I, that was cool that I did like is that, I feel like I sort of, I feel this way. I don't know if every country is like this, but maybe the, I feel like the soccer fan is like, it's similar to us in a way that there's a, a certain, uh, we don't take ourselves too seriously. There's a certain fun that we can compare to other sports. Like I feel like an NFL fan is like a diehard Steelers. And then they sort of live their lives that way. And there's like, there's a, there's a disgusting diet that comes with being a Steelers fan. It's like, it's all part of your life, right? But here, it, it felt like, uh, I feel like with soccer fans, there's like a, a, a 
a more relaxed sensibility. And and I and in Dominican culture, you don't really find that uh, just across the board. But with the soccer fans, I felt like there, there was like a, a less of a machismo, uh, uh, just a more chill attitude uh, compared to just like the other people in the culture. So it was like it, it, it did feel like a for, for the people there, it felt like they were all soccer nerds as well in Dominican Republic. Oh, what a beautiful thing. I'm glad that there was no uh, like hooliganism. It's fun. It's like, you know, you mentioned there was families. I saw some of the photos you were posting. It seemed like it was a fun, chill thing. And look, I mean, no one expected Sabata FC to do well at all. I think one of the things the fans are are really interested in is, uh, did you get me a jersey? <laughs> okay. Well, I tried my best. I, I looked everywhere, uh, but they do not have your size. They do not make... Cibao FC jerseys. Uh, no, I, I don't want to say that they don't make them. Uh, what I do want to say is that they don't make Dominicans in your size. That's really, that's what they told me. Well, fat shaming Dominicans. <laughs> Just bring me the largest one they have and I'll, I'll find a way to make it work. Find a way is like, is find a way mean diet and fit into it? Oh God, no. I'm going to go to like a, a seamstress or a tailor. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, I might okay, add, well, add a couple white patches on the side. Something. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you got to do. Uh, the Yeah. Uh, look, uh, great time. I highly recommend uh, if you're visiting the Dominican Republic during the during the season, go see a Sabah FC match. There's a couple teams. There's 10 teams in the league. So if you're not just going to Santiago, uh, uh, you know, go somewhere else. And, and Or even, like, there's a, other the other teams in, in CONCACAF, like, uh, the tickets honestly were like, uh, like fifteen bucks, twenty bucks that came out to after after the exchange, and uh, well worth it. Well worth it. Everything was uh, you you in Dominican Republic. You're a, a king with with like forty dollars. So uh, so take advantage. Of, no one's going. So, you mean, no one's going, dude. Unless they <laughs> unless they open no. up Sandals Resort FC. No one's going. <laughs> No one, at least that's our fans, are going. Here's the other question. What are the concession stands like? I was going to say, uh, I, 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 say that again? I said, what are the concession stands like? Um, not, it, it's like, uh, it, it's, oh, I, I'm trying to think, what were they? It's like hot dogs and like, but like Dominican hot dogs. So like, it's like salchichas and stuff with like, like hot dogs that have like, Literally everything on it, uh, but the the, oh, like the a completo? stadium itself, yeah, the the stadium itself didn't have that much food. It was it, it was fairly small, and it had but it had drinks. It had like uh, people on uh, they, they set up like picnic tables, and they were just like serving brugal in like little cups uh, there. So they it was really brugal is a liquor for everyone who's listening that doesn't uh, know that anything ready for that. But it it, it seems like there's. Say that again. I said it's Brugal is a liquor for everyone who didn't know that. That's right. Yeah, it's a it's a rum, uh, popular rum here. Uh, but they they basically uh, it, it it was so there were so many people that if it, it's almost like if in a couple years they might need like a new stadium or something like that. Like they might not be able to to fit the amount of people that. Uh, that are going to show up. I, I know this was a bigger game than usual, but if they if they can get that support for their like regular season games, they're probably going to need like a you know ten thousand seat stadium at some point. So, uh, so yeah, overall great experience. 
uh, you got everybody has to uh, come out here once and watch a soccer game. It's really, really cool. No one's so, doing it, but I'm glad that you think people are going to do it. I mean, that's that's very have, impressive. I have some faith. I have some faith. All right. Well, let's talk about CCL because uh, uh, you could not you got to go see a game firsthand, which is awesome. But I did not. But I did get to watch the Frozen Tundra <laughs> match, uh, which was yes. Toronto versus Colorado, which was it looked uncomfortable. Yeah, it was it was colder than it was at, at MLS Cup uh, in 2016. Uh, so I think the Toronto players were a little uh, prepared, uh, more prepared than than last time. But uh, we were joking around about Toronto, how much is Toronto going to win by, and uh, it was it was two nil, Colorado. I, I mean, not to say that Colorado didn't have any chances. It was the first time we were seeing Colorado with their uh, new head coach, and we were we didn't know what to expect because they had such a bad season last year. But no, what they're not going to be Toronto. We knew that, and it. it uh, I mean, it, uh, this match. I mean, more than anything, I, I think what stood out was the 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 miss by uh, Dominic Baji, right? And and the and and how great Jovinko was, right? I, he was. Uh, you know, it's funny you say that. You knew Colorado wasn't going to win. I wasn't so sure, and here's the reason why. You know, every, MLS, you know, we can talk about whether people want promotion, relegation, this, that, the other. But the one thing that's awesome about MLS is that because of the way it's structured, no one knows what a team is going to be like year over year. You know, uh, just in the time we were doing the podcast, Colorado went from the worst to one of the best to back to being one of the worst. <laughs> all in that time we've been doing this podcast. So like you never know what's going to happen and you never know if there's going to be a little bit of that sort of, you know, uh sophomore slump kind of a thing, uh, you know, a little bit of a, of a championship sure. hangover and uh, you know, it's preseason and they got a new coach and this coach is talking a big game about, you know, uh, Bielsa and Sampaoli and he wants to, you know, play <laughs> aggressive attacking soccer. And I was like, Oh my God, could this be it? And no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> No, but I, I easily I would take a preseason Toronto FC over a preseason Colorado Rapids. That's that's where my confidence stood. So they, uh, I, I think the, a couple of things that seemed that I think people were focusing on was probably Tim Howard and how he was going to do uh, against just a strong, uh, you know, attack of, uh, of Toronto. But Tim Howard, the the goal that he uh, that he gave up against. Uh, was it Jonathan Osorio? Yeah, the header, right? It it was a good header. Uh, you know, somebody obviously no one could mark him. It was a great it was a great cross uh, by Jovinko, I believe. And but Tim Howard looked. He, I mean, he floated it over. It looked like a finger roll of a header over Tim Howard. And Tim Tim Howard looked like I'm not, buddy. I'm not going for that. You know? Yeah. I'm like I'm I'm told for this. You know? He was he was. Uh, he was uh, from like uh, Lethal Weapon, <laughs> Danny Glover. I'm told for this shit. I uh, I feel bad saying that like he didn't do enough, but that's sort of the feeling I got. Like the thing I think that was most frustrating about watching that game is I don't know if you we didn't tell the fans this, but you and I did an entire segment about Tim Howard saying he was going to retire this year. And then we ended up cutting it out because we couldn't find any confirmation of it. But it seemed like we had both heard that. Yeah, I, I I definitively heard that from some I thought which I thought was an official source, 
but I didn't see it. I couldn't find any article referring to it. We couldn't so find like, any right. confirmation, so we just kind of cut that out just to, like, look, I know the fans are like, what, for the first time you decided not to give us fake information? <laughs> but, <laughs> look, actually, for the one time we cared about whether you guys are getting real information or not, <laughs> and we decided to cut it out. But uh, from watching this game, I don't think we need an article. I think it's proof this guy's starting to retire now. He just <laughs> yeah. he just looked, I mean, not even a step or two too slow. He looked completely out of, and look, it's preseason and he's older. Yeah. And these guys don't get up for, you know, the, the, the early part of the season or the preseason. But it was also a CCL match and an important one. So to some degree. At home. Yeah, at home. Which also, like, that's probably not a good thing. Like, I don't know why they didn't play this game in, like, Tucson. You know, like, this is, you know, I think, what was it, 11 degrees, 12 degrees when the game was Seven, going it was, on? It was 17 degrees at, at kickoff. I 17 believe. at kickoff. At least the floor was heated, which I think Vasquez got a pretty pretty light tap on his foot, and he stayed down. <laughs> and I think the reason he did, I tweeted about it, is he was like, oh, man, it feels nice down here. You know? <laughs> I, Why leave? Yeah. Oh, I'll stay here for as long as possible. Like, <laughs> you know, the guy's from Spain. He's not used to this. Like, yeah. I, I watched that match, and part of me was like, look, they're actually playing soccer, which was insane. I thought it was going to be like um, almost like a snowball kind of a thing where they're just passing it back and forth. And speaking of the goal on a header, a lot of the ball heading back and forth. Look, I'm not a professional soccer player, but I have headed the ball when it's cold outside, <laughs> and it feels like those things have rocks in them. There's a lot of concussion protocol we need to go over because these guys <laughs> were just heading that ball back and forth, and in my head, I was like, stop it, man. Yeah, it's like when uh, when the snow is like kind of – when there's moisture in the air and the, and snow like packs together for like a – like a good snowball that can really do some damage. That's what happens to a soccer ball. Exactly. Kind of weather. <laughs> it, bas- it basically turns into a futsal ball, which are weighted, you know? Um, yeah. I watched this game and part of me was like, you know, it's just sort of looking, you know, they got rid of a couple really important players, Toronto, you know, some youth products that they didn't protect. Um, yeah. And you look at, you right. know, you look at their back line and you wonder if, if that could be sustained another year. Guys like Hagelin and whatnot. I watched that t- I watched that game and the first thought that came to my mind is, I know I haven't seen a lot of the new additions. I haven't seen a lot of, you know, the way the new the new teams are set up. Orlando re-upped heavy this year with some proven MLS talent. A lot of other teams have gone out and gotten some, you know, additional uh, superstar South, South Americans. Not, it's not just me and you, baby. Other Latinos <laughs> are here now. They're helping make a change. I watched uh, a lot of these teams br- bring these players in, but we haven't seen what they can do. And looking at Toronto... They look even more dangerous than last year for a preseason game. And you mentioned it. Javinko looked like he was in midseason form. Javinko did look great, and and the, the goal that he scored uh, was awesome. You uh, you had tweeted out that great uh, tweet about uh, about the about Anthony Hudson, the the manager uh, for for Colorado, and mentioning how like uh, you know oh you know pe- people have tried single man coverage, people have tried two man coverage, but nobody's tried. No man coverage on yeah. Trevinko. Yeah, that was great because I mean, it's it, he he got he got he did that scissor kick uh, after that cross, and it's just like it, it's just weird. It's just always strange that the tiniest man is that open, and then two has that much space to do that to do such a beautiful move. And he's like, and this is the first game of the season uh, for him. And uh, and and it was great. And then and once that goal went in, it was like, all right, that's it. I mean, once the first goal went in, 
that's it. Call the match because it's it's too cold. Nobody wants to be out there. Let's just play the second leg uh, and start worrying about that. But yeah, it was uh, uh, overall. I, I even I think in the second leg, it's it, I think it's going to just be more of the same back back in Toronto, Colorado. Uh, they're going to be in and out of this competition uh, pretty quickly. But the other match that was pretty significant was the Seattle Sounders against Santa Tecla in uh, where where did, this this match was weird, right? Because they didn't. Uh, uh, I believe they did, they played this at a neutral ground. Honduras has um, is having some political turmoil. Big shock uh, for those <laughs> of you who are Latino. Uh, but they're having a little bit of political turmoil. Apparently, uh, the election uh, that took place, uh, there's just a lot of um, uh, sort of uh, things that aren't matching up. Uh, and uh, a lot of the people are very upset. Uh, so they're protesting. And I guess because of that political climate, uh, there was um, I need to play the game elsewhere. But it was essentially an empty stadium in Costa Rica. Yeah. So uh, it, looked, it was pretty weird. And it, it was a. Um, oh, wait, no, no, no. This was this the Red Bull game? That's that a, yeah. Red Bull Olympia. Red Bull Olympia. OK. You I were got, talking about Seattle sense. Santa Tecla. Yeah, yeah. I was one of those. I forgot which one it was. Yeah, no, it was Red Bull. Red Bull played in front of nobody. So familiar for them. Only joking, (laughs) Red Bull fans. It's a hacky joke. I know. Relax. I know there's a couple (laughs) who listen to us. Uh, Shouts to one fan who just put uh, Gullius from Section 202. Hi. We got some fans out at RBA. (laughs) No doubt. So the... The one thing... So from Seattle, they lost this game 2-1. Uh, I, I saw the highlights for this game, uh, but the really the big thing is Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris injured, tore his ACL out for the year, and pretty devastating. Again, to lose uh, your you know one of your better players first game of the year. I mean, uh, it, it feels a little bit like uh, you know the Gordon Hayward uh, ankle injury after uh, in, in the first game of the NBA season. So it's pretty devastating, and people don't know uh, what to expect uh, from the Sounders going forward. I mean, here's the thing. You know, people wanted uh, people want a, a switch to a winter uh, schedule. Uh, you know, sort of a more of what we call, I guess, like the uh, universal schedule for soccer, which is to play essentially the same time as American football, uh, fall and uh, and uh, fall, winter, spring. Um, hey, look, you watched this. This CCL has showed us a reason to do it and a reason not to do it. One of the big reasons is it's really tough to play this important of a match this early into the season uh, because, you know, you're just your, your muscles and everything just aren't there. Now, look, that's not exactly the reason why, but maybe Jordan Morris was sort of pushing himself a little bit further, pushing himself a little harder uh, than he probably should have or could have at this point in the season, because, you know, this was an important match. Maybe that's why, maybe that's something to do with it. So a lot of fans are upset about that. Um, I don't if you remember like a lot of NFL uh, fans, get upset when their players get injured in preseason games. Uh, they're going too hard. It's the same thing at this time, you know? But then you also remember Colorado, Toronto, and you're like, yeah, no, <laughs> we can never play in this weather all the time. So there's a reason for it, and there's a reason against it. Um, I, you look at Jordan Morris, if you're a Seattle Sounders fan, I think one of the things that has to frustrate you is, is there enough depth in this team to cover if you if you haven't heard if we're the first time you're hearing it he's been completely ruled out of the 2018 season now so yeah i know it's six to nine months before he makes a comeback 
it looks like he's going to be, he's going to completely miss the season. You got a couple players that are starting to get up there in age. Chad Marshall, is is he still able to do it? Roman Torres is going to be another year older when this team is finally back to full strength. Um, you've got, you know, uh, Clint Dempsey, who I've said for the last three years he's done, and he's proven me wrong every time. But he's <laughs> but also going to be a year older. Yeah. But you'll keep saying it, and he'll keep proving you wrong. He will keep proving me wrong, I'm sure. But at some point, I will be right. It's like saying <laughs> nighttime is coming. At some point, I will be right. How long, how, you know, does he have another year left in him? Does he have another two? You know, you look at these teams and someone like Seattle may not be necessarily built around Jordan Morris, but certainly he's an important part. You know, are you able to withstand this with the depth they have? Are they now able to turn around and go find somebody uh, for coverage? Who is going to take over that position? Does the team, the team have to change its philosophy now? You know, what are they going to do when they get back to the MLS Cup final in Toronto this year? Please don't be <laughs> in Toronto this year. Imagine. Uh, just, you know, there's a lot of questions now. And, you know, if you're a Seattle fan, you're just hearing now. Kale, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for, you know, also Kale's boyfriend. I'm sorry for all the screaming <laughs> that's happening. It, yeah, it's, it's disappointing and frustrating. I, I mean, nobody wants to lose. I, I, I wouldn't say Jordan Morris is their best player, but he's definitely uh, on top with, like, either definitely one of the fastest uh, of a, a, a fair, like, he's someone you have to worry about. Uh, and that was always helpful for, uh, for Seattle. He is a part of their. He is a part of their final third attack. I mean, you know. Yeah, he was injured. He did miss a lot of games last year. He 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 pulled the hamstring uh, during the the U.S. qualifier uh, last year. So I I don't think it's it's like you know what the hell's you know what's going to happen to the Sounders. I think they'll be fine, but this does not help, obviously. So uh, so yeah, so so yeah, let's also talk about real quick about. Uh, the, the the other MLS team the other MLS teams that played uh, FC Dallas played against uh, Tauro and they lost one nil uh, and and yeah and the Red Bulls drew one one against Olympia with uh, uh, I don't know if you saw the the, the goal from Daniel Royer uh, after the cross from uh, from Bradley Wright Phillips did you see this goal Yes I did and uh, you know Daniel Royer looks like he's back in top form Yeah I my favorite thing uh, more more than the goal which was Incredible! Is a across a uh, from kind of the 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 middle of, of their of their attacking half, which uh, it, it was a cross that you're like, why is Bradley Wright Phillips that far away from from the goal? Like it didn't really make sense why why he was that far away. Yeah, that's uh, like if you walk by a gym and I wave at you from inside, you'd be like, why is he in there? <laughs> What the? <laughs> this is something's wrong. Is, is, is everything okay? I think he needs our help. You know, uh, it was like when I watched it, I thought, should he be a midfielder? Because that was such a perfect, like it was somewhere yeah. between a cross and a Beckham-like long ball. Like, yeah. a, like, but it was dead on to the only yeah. person who could get that was yeah. Daniel now Royer. We're, it was amazing. We're not, we're not used to seeing. Uh, Bradley Van Phillips do stuff like that, and that and that was noted by former Red Bull player, current Chicago Fire player, Dax McCarty. Uh, hashtag uh, Fruitball. Uh, he he, uh, he tweeted he retweeted the the highlight and 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 tagged uh, Bradley Van Phillips saying, uh, "Dude, he was like, where where did you learn how to ping like that? You know, ping the ball like so so perfectly." 
And then our homie, Bobby Boswell, with the, with, with the, with the comment, with, you know, getting, getting involved. He's retired now, so he has his Twitter fingers are, are very fresh. He, he goes, oh, he was shooting the ball. He wasn't, he wasn't passing it. <laughs> oh, no, he was trying to shoot from there. <laughs> you just helped him. Which, yeah, which even, that would be insane, because Bradley Vipolos, again, last season did not score a goal from outside the box. That, that is not his game whatsoever. But if he's introducing that to his game this, this year, I mean, you, we might even see uh, Bradley Wright Phillips with like three, four assists this year. It might be pretty crazy. Yeah, I might, you said that he's there. He didn't score a goal outside the box. I don't think his heat map traveled outside the box. <laughs> he's never, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, I know. This is very unfamiliar. These blades of grass are very unfamiliar to me. Actually. He's I don't like, know wow, this, this is longer than I expected. <laughs> You guys have fun running back and forth. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be over here. Y'all know where I'm uh, at. You know, <laughs> He's got a lawn yo, chair be, out there. Uh, so this uh, uh, on today, Tuesday, we're, when we're recording this, Toronto FC is playing their second leg uh, of their match, uh, and uh, FC Dallas is playing uh, their second leg uh, on the 28th, which is which is today when you're hearing this, uh, Wednesday, uh, and then. Thursday, Red Bulls uh, play their second leg against Olympia at Red Bull Arena. So uh, I think Red Bulls should take this. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I know I don't know how strong of a team Olympia is necessarily, but at Red Bull Arena, hopefully, again, for these Champions League uh, games, we you know they should be supported. You know, I I, I was just at uh, you know a Dominican. Champions League match and people went absolutely nuts. It would be great to see that uh, from the Red Bull fans as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I feel bad, but it seems like, you know, unless, uh, you know, MLS teams start to do much, much better, it feels like no one's really going to take it seriously. Um, I, I'm trying to find the name of the player. Um, I can't find, but it looks like uh some of the one or two of the players from Olympia will not be able to travel to the U.S. Um, so okay. they, yeah, just for visa issues or whatnot. But it looks like they're not going to be able to. All right, we all heard a motorcycle background. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> it's just uh, I'm, again, if you want any proof that I'm actually in the <laughs> That's yeah, that's it. Just background noises. But it looks like whatever that player, I can't remember Joshua Carmen or something like that. It looks like he's not going to be able to travel. So it looks like, you know, the Red Bull aren't aren't just getting an opportunity to play in front of a home crowd, uh, you know, drew, uh, drawn even uh, with Olympia. But it looks like they're going to be, uh, you know, a little bit of a weaker opponent. Uh, so wow. it looks like they're, they're going to have the best chance. I, honestly, I didn't know Donald Trump was a New York Red Bull fan because he's he's doing the. Yo, build that wall. Don't let them back in here. Yeah, he's like, don't, don't let them in. Tell me who their best player is. I'll keep them out. <laughs> I would run on that field whether I had a weapon or not, and I would have scored the goal. Yep. Oh man, we do, we do not want do uh you know Donald Trump doing uh MLS recaps. No, you would be very critical in every way. A lot of people say teams are doing well. <laughs> And I hear those people saying those things. <laughs> so, uh, so, so yeah, so that's the CCL stuff uh, this this week. The second legs are coming up. Watch those games. Uh, you know, get be, we have to support that competition, man. It's it's great to see 
those uh, different types of games. It, it'd be better if they were in the middle of the season, like they're supposed to be. But uh, you know, it's a good, good it's a good little uh, appetite appetizer for uh, for Major League Soccer. So, oh boy, here let, we go. Uh, Wait, I got the uh, the name. Uh, Davidson, uh, uh, Jonathan Pass, and Davidson Castillo, um, along with mid. Yeah, his John- name is Pass. He was born to play soccer. Pass. I mean, pass the ball <laughs> is what you know. That's his nickname. Uh, you know, Davison Castillo, which stands for Castle, so clearly a defender and uh, midfielder Brian Moya. And here's one of my favorite things about uh, Brian Moya. Um, Brian is how you say Brian in Spanish. But he spells it, or his mom spelled it, B R A Y A N. But I, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. It's how phonetically, it's so perfect. I love. I think it's. I think it says Brian. Brian. <laughs> yeah, it's Brian. Brian Moya. And also, I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you read this. Looks like Jesse Marsh skipped practice for a UEFA coaching class. So. Uh, really, oh, really, really play, trying to get to Europe. Playing hooky, huh? Yeah. Oh, no, play, play, play hooky from, uh, yeah, he's, he's made it very clear. He's going to be, he, he's going to be the coach of like RB Leipzig at some point, man. He's, that's a, that's his hope. He was like, uh, Hey, you know, uh, Bradley Wright Phillip, what are you doing in the midfield? Bradley Wright Phillip's like, homie, what are you doing in Europe? <laughs> <laughs> you work in America. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On a school, can you? Do they do they have a you know uh, online classes you could take? Why do you got to go all the way out there? I know, right? Doesn't South uh, Southern New Hampshire University have uh, you know the uh, the UF the UFA <laughs> coaching courses that they can do it over Skype? Exactly. Uh, so so again, Major League Soccer is coming back this weekend. We're very excited. Uh, I mean, it's going to be exciting too. What, what's the opening match? The opening match is on the third, uh, March third, and that's going to be Toronto FC against Columbus, which which was a great, uh, uh you know, uh, playoff, uh, playoff uh, battle between those two last season. So, uh, so that's going to be a good start. Then, yeah, the third's uh, going to have a bunch of great matches. It's got Houston, Atlanta, which is going to be a fun one. Philly, mm-hmm. New England, which you know, I don't know if anyone's going to watch. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that I don't. Th- I don't even think the players on the bench are going to watch that game. Yeah, I know they're going to be. They're going to be on their phones watching Atlanta versus Houston, uh, Orlando versus DC United, FC Dallas versus Real Salt Lake, San Jose is going to be at Minnesota, or I'm sorry, going to be playing Minnesota, uh, Seattle LAFC. That's going to be a big one. Uh, that's that's actually yeah. One. That's going to be the next day. Actually, that's going to be on the fourth. Um, the fourth is going to be awesome. It's going to be Seattle versus uh, LAFC, Vancouver versus Montreal, uh, Sporting Kansas City versus NYCFC, and LA Galaxy versus uh, Portland. So, you know what a nice weekend for um, opening uh, opening weekend here for MLS. Yeah. Also, and, and remember, listeners, that MLS Live is free up until it's not free anymore. So go, you can go to MLS Soccer and watch all the all the games that are even out of market because MLS Live is going to be. Uh, 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 free up until it moves over to ESPN plus. Right. So that Seattle, LA, oh, Seattle FC is going to be a national uh, game on ESPN. Uh, but there's a couple, couple hot ones that, uh, that you should probably watch. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, uh, we, we did this last year, but we, we, we tried to uh, predict who, who would win MLS cup last year. You said in, in Atlanta's inaugural season, I think you said that they were going to, you were going to, they were going to take, MLS Cup, right? No, I said that Toronto was going to be Seattle again. 
because um, I'm always oh, right. did you? No, I didn't. I said Atlanta. <laughs> I said Atlanta was going to win. I did. Uh, and, and they ended up in fourth place and, and, and had a great season. So not bad. They had a great season. Um, uh-huh. You know, and I know they went out and bought Bartko, but they lost a few pieces. Um, I'm not yeah. sure that they're going to be able to get back to or get, I'm, they will get in the playoffs. I guarantee you Atlanta's going to get in the playoffs. But I don't know if they're strong enough to get to MLS Cup because I think a lot of other teams have not only, you know, sort of went out and gotten, um, you know, a bunch of, you know, a reinforcements, if you will. But I think, you know, Atlanta's back line has gotten just a little weaker. And who's going to be the defensive midfielder? And, you know, I'm pretty sure that uh, Tata is just like, whatever, we're going to score eight every game. So <laughs> just don't give up nine and we're good, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I'm excited yeah, to def- see them, but I kind of feel def- like it's going to be Toronto again. Yeah, sad, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sort of in the same uh, boat. But you know what? I'll, I'll say that I don't think I don't think Toronto is going to repeat. Um, I think they're going to do well. I think they may even win the Supporter Shield again. Uh, but I do think it, it I, I, I think it's going to be an Eastern conference team. Uh, and it might be shocking. I, I, I honestly think, especially, I think it's going to be, it's hard for me to pick. I think it's going to be either Atlanta or Columbus. I think Columbus looks really good and, and it's scary given, especially since they lost two two great players, but I think they, they might, it might be possible with how they played in the playoffs. If they can just uh, get fix a couple things, it, it might happen. So it might be a crazy pick, but I think it might be it's between Atlanta and and Columbus. Again, I would love NYCFC. I would love to say NYCFC about about my prediction, but given how NYCFC has been this preseason, I'm like I'm pretty scared. I'm 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 scared that they're not that the chemistry isn't going to kind of show up fast enough. I'm more nervous than I've ever been as an NYCFC fan because, you know, I felt like once uh, Jack was sold, you know, I wanted to turn and see, like, what's happening and and, who's going to take over that role. And, you know, I don't know that there's as much continuity as there needs to be and there's not as much bonding um, as there needs to be. Like, I can't – it looks like, you know, three or four different teams out there. Um, they've, they went out and got a lot of pieces, so they look, uh, more dangerous than they ever have, but I don't know if they're going to bring it together to become a team in time. And, uh, Sean Johnson is kind of scaring me a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I don't know what to expect. I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I like the feeling cause it makes me, I feel like it makes me care more. I know that when I'm worried, I'm like, oh man, this is like, this is really important to me. Why is this? It's just like a bunch of. Dude's kicking the ball around, but no, it, it's uh, there's a real uh, concern. The preseason, they, uh, NYCFC did not win one preseason game, and that's and again, those results don't matter. But it doesn't make me feel any more comfortable that there's that they just couldn't score more than the other team. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what. I, like offensively, I think they they need more time. Like and and you know, Jesus Medina uh, to sort of get acclimated. And, and and I think Rodney Wallace is going to have a larger role this time around. Uh, you know, he scored a couple goals early in the season and then was just kind of just shut out uh, the rest of the way. So there's a couple concerns uh, going forward. Yeah. Uh, and David Villa, he's not getting any younger. I mean, his, 
his hair his hair is getting younger. It's looking better. The product is perfect. But when it comes to uh, how he's going to sort of be towards the end of the season and hopefully in the playoffs, a, l- a little baby boy's worried. I'm a little scared. Yeah, I think I am too. And look, I you know your pick of Columbus is absolutely insane because you are trusting <laughs> – you are trusting Giassi Zardes for an entire season. Dude, if, he got a brace uh, the other day. If you say preseason doesn't matter, <laughs> then I don't think of a better example than Giassi Zardes. I can't look. I mean, look, I hope I'm wrong eh, for your sake. But if you're wrong, I will not let you forget about this the entire way through. <laughs> well, but also, probably, I would love for you to be right be wrong. because the look on everyone's faces <laughs> in that press box and in the manager's suite and the owner's suite and the commissioner's suite <laughs> as Columbus I mean, hoists the MLS cup <laughs> and immediately puts it in a rider truck on the way to Austin. <laughs> I can't picture a funnier, more uncomfortable, yeah. more awkward, more easily talkable part of us MLS soccer it, it, than that. It's, it's, I mean, it's not the equivalent, but it's, it's close to, you know, uh, Tom Brady lifting the Super Bowl trophy, or, you know, getting handed the Super Bowl trophy from Roger Goodell right after uh, after the whole deflate gate thing. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, it'll be I mean, for a for a, for a storyline, uh, you would you would got to you got to love that one. That would be good. Yeah. I mean, the storyline alone. I mean, look, it's going to give us a lot to talk about. So. I mean, 